Hi guys, welcome back to the Next Brave Thing podcast. Because it's January of 2023, it's only appropriate that I talk about a topic that can be a huge block in you being able to have excitement and anticipation for a fresh new year, and that is the topic of disappointment. When I meet with clients or students or teaching or whenever I'm speaking somewhere, someone will often say to me, how do you deal with disappointment? And it's such a great question because as we go out into the world of risk and making brave choices with our lives, often that puts us in the arena where we can get hurt and disappointed because things don't work out the way that we planned. And disappointment can be such a block in you actually getting what you want because you're letting your history of failure dictate your future. And what we actually need to figure out how to heal from our disappointment so that we don't make it become part of our lifestyle. I know a lot of people that, and I've done this myself, when you've been so crushed by life that you actually live in the middle. You don't get too excited about anything and you also um, don't get too sad about anything because, you know, life's just, we want to keep even keel, like we don't want to be crushed by disappointment. Um, But hopefully by the end of this podcast, you will have a bit more of a grid uh, for disappointment. You'll be able to have some tools, um, some journal prompts to help you um, kind of regulate yourself and, and figure out a way of moving forward and getting back up from disappointment. I think when I think of disappointment, I mean, I've had plenty in my life, but um, I think when I think of my big earliest memory of disappointment, that was when I was about 17 and I thought I was the best actor because my school, everybody thought, you know, celebrated who I was as an actor. And then I auditioned for drama school and I got waitlisted. And it was so crushing for my ego because I thought I was amazing. And then experiencing this soul crushing feedback that maybe I'm not where other people see me to be. Um, that was really devastating. And I mean, the good news is I actually happened to get into that drama school, but I was definitely an awful person to be around at that time because I was so, um, exposed to how out of control life is and how, um, when you hope for something or you feel so certain about something and then it doesn't work out, like, how do you get over that? And I remember hearing this quote from Graham Cook. He said, I never build a mindset based on disappointment. And to me, that's always served as an invitation. Like if I feel disappointed about trying for something or going after something that like, and I've kind of arrived at a stuck place, a dead end place then I know I'm settling and I really never want to settle in my life. So really learning how to move through disappointment to get back into a place of hope and expectancy has really been a life quest of mine. And so every single year, maybe once or twice a year, I do this exercise, which I'm going to take you through. 
Um, but I think that like a lot of us and maybe a lot of people who listen to my podcast, maybe they started out in life full of hope and dreaming big and then life has really beaten them down. They've had so many setbacks and they haven't known how to make sense of those set- setbacks that they just decide, okay, I'll just settle for this kind of life. And there's no pain, like there's no shame in that. Like there really isn't because like everyone's life is so out of control. So it's, there's no shame in like the fact that you have settled, but if you don't want to settle, keep listening. So anyway, I would like to, I basically think like there's a couple of things that we need to think about when uh, we are working through disappointment. And the first is accepting that disappointment is a part of the human experience. It is not something that you have to camp out and live there. It is something that you can move through and accepting that, oh, I could be disappointed, but is like, I, it's still worth it because my life goal isn't so much about the outcome. It's about how much I show up in my life. And so I think accepting that it's part of the human experience means that we're not surprised. It's more just like a, ugh, that kind of sucks. But I wasn't naive coming into this experience. Um, and then the second thing is to be honest about it. Like I, um, I think sometimes, especially if someone witnesses us in an experience where we are disappointed, there can be this self-protective thing of like, oh, I'm not, I'm not crushed. Like I'm totally fine. Like, and when we do that, we're in denial and we're trying to avoid being vulnerable. And part of actually moving through disappointment is actually getting vulnerable with it and actually validating your own feelings and your own experience in it. Otherwise you kind of live in the land of denial and um, I'm really be- like I've really struggled with this as well. Like I like to come across unaffected and armored up. And part of my journey of actually healing from disappointment is probably being more vulnerable. And then the third thing um, on approaching disappointment is usually um, it's about like the dance between having expectation versus expectancy. So in expectancy, I'm not controlling the outcome, like, because that's out of control. And usually, like, when it, especially relationally, we cannot control other people. Like, that is where, especially, like, you know, if you're having a hope that your need will get met or whatever it is, like, expectancy keeps it open. I'm available to whatever that looks like coming through. Like I know that I'm worth it. Like it's an expectancy that good things will happen. Um, and, but expectation is like, it has to look like X, Y, and Z. And I notice a lot of people really struggle with feeling really dissatisfied in life and, and growing resentment when they have such control around what it needs to look like. And really that's all self-protection because um, we like to feel in control, but truth is we're not really that in control. And then the fourth thing is really getting clear on the narrative. What is the story I've made up about myself? What is the story I've made up about other people? What is the story I've made up about God? 
um, getting clear on that because I think if we process through our disappointment, we can really arrive at a conclusion that is really not enlightened and hopeful. So I always like to arrive when I'm processing through pain or disappointment is a place of enlightenment and curiosity. Like I don't want my arrival to be like, well, what's the point of life, you know? So, because I know that place very well and it just hasn't served me. So anyway, those are my thoughts on that. And I want to go into an example of a time, like if you guys have listened to my earlier podcasts, you will hear my crazy story of how I got an airplane with no money and came to live in America. And so my first three years of living in America, I was a student. So being a student in your own country you know that like you're like eating noodles, like you're not really living your best life because you're so broke. But then that take that even up even more of a notch when you live in another country and you can't work there and you're relying on like um, supporters and fundraising to have you there. So my first year of doing that It was like the craziest, miraculous year of provision. Like I had so much money come in, like so almost effortlessly, like it just kind of, I mean, not effortlessly because it was still like, uh, you know, a lot of questions, but I just had a lot of um, miracles just kind of naturally happen. But then in my second year of coming back to school, it was a lot harder. And of course, like, yeah, it's just every year I would come back, it was like upping my faith level, you know? And so my second year of being a student in America um, was really challenging. It I had a lot of things fall through. My parents were at the start of getting in a divorce. And so that was emotionally devastating. And Um, there was just a lot of chaos and it felt very much like I am dog paddling and I'm trying to have faith and trying to be positive about like things working out and just nothing was working out and it was just kind of failing. Um, and I, like it was getting towards the end of the year and I was feeling that anxiety of like, I have no idea how I'm getting out of the country. I have no money to buy my ticket home. This is like the worst. And um, my friend was like, hey, there's a trip going to LA. Like you should totally come. Hey, you should totally come. It's totally you, Ella. Like you would love, you know, it'd be awesome if you came on this trip. And I was like, ugh, I can't even like imagine going on a trip right now when I have no idea how I'm even getting back home to Australia. Like, I just want to like, yeah, I just want to get home like and be working like this is I'm so over this student lifestyle. And he's like, yeah, but Ella, what do you, what does your heart want? Like, because what does your heart want? I know that's like what you're you know, saying that you want. And I was like, well, my heart just wants security. So I just want to be working. Like I, I don't care about, I just don't want to be studying anymore. Like I don't, I just so done with this. Um, and then he looked at me and he's like, that's not the Ella I know. And I kind of like sat with that and I went to Starbucks, Starbucks 
and I had the most disgusting co- like dirt coffee, like that filter coffee that they have. And I sat in the over air conditioned, like bad milk, you know, that off milk smell. Yeah. So I was sitting in the Starbucks drinking my gross coffee with my journal and I was like reading the scripture that said, out of your heart, life flows. And I was like, well, if life is not flowing, because life was not flowing for me at that point in my life. And I was like, I need to trace that back to my heart. And I realized like, oh, I just have so, so much disappointment with how this year has gone. And I just intuitively started to write down everything that year that just was failing. And I was like, this sucked, this sucked. I just wrote a list of every disappointment that I had experience of housing falling through, relational stuff, like, and I just was like, really took inventory of all the things that were not working out. And then I think the bigger, harder one was within that list was all the disappointments I had within myself. Like, oh, I didn't eat well. I didn't work out. I didn't do this. And so I really could sense like I'm in a lifestyle of disappointment. Like I just constantly feel disappointed. And when we feel internally disappointed, we always look to our environment and go like, well, that's terrible about this thing too. So I really like was in a place of like dissatisfaction, like really frustrated, like ready to go home. And I was like, this mindset is really not serving me. No one like it's not hurting anyone but me. So I kind of took stock of all of that. So I asked myself, what's the story I've made up about God? What's the story I've made up about myself? And what's the story I've made up about other people? And It was a story that was pretty depressing and I didn't really want to live and I knew because I've had a good previous year that the quality of the remaining school year was going to be based on how I would approach these next questions. So then I was like, this doesn't line up with who I think God is or who my highest self is or what I believe people can be. So I wrote down everything that I was grateful for. And I started listing out the smallest, tiniest. I'm grateful that this happened, even though it wasn't like my perfect ideal situation. I was like, I'm glad I have a roof over my head. I'm glad I have groceries. Thank you that I have you know, my mom that I can talk to and she's visiting. And like, I just went through and started writing down everything I was thankful for. And I felt my heart start to shift. And I think the way that gratitude and thankfulness has been fed to me growing up is it's like a Christian attitude adjustment thing. And what I realized that it was actually more about recalibration that was happening inside me where I was getting out of lack and into more of abundant lifestyle. And the thing is, what I needed to do is not bypass the disappointment, not acknowledge the disappointment and get straight to the thankfulness. I should just get a better attitude. I actually sat with the disappointment. And I think that authenticity actually bred like, oh, I feel hurt. 
Like I actually feel heard by myself, like I'm acknowledging to myself, I'm coming out of denial. Um, And I also feel heard by God. Um, And so going into thankfulness, it really started to cultivate a sense of remembrance, like, oh, this time this worked out, that time that I was in uncertainty and this worked out. And so I started to feel this internal reset happen. And then I asked my question the question again. I said, heart, what do you actually want to do? And my heart was like, I'd love to go to LA. <laughs> LA would be so fun. And I was like, well, I don't know how that's going to happen, but my heart is open to it if things come together. And it was really cool because I walked into school that day and someone handed me an envelope with money to go to LA, which was really cool. So that kind of came through. And then I was, when I was actually in LA, someone paid for my flights. I got an email come through saying, your flights are booked back to Australia. And so it was such a learning experience for me in the art of unblocking. And thankfully, life, I'm not a student anymore. Thankfully, I have more stability than that. And I've moved on from that place. But I still like to do this exercise because it's a way of taking stock and a way of unblocking. And it makes me feel in the driver's seat. And every single time I have done this, I have had a miracle most often happen, and it might be a small thing, but I've felt a complete shift in my circumstances because the way that I'm coming at my circumstances isn't from a disappointed, bitter place. It's actually coming from a, okay, I'm surrendered. Like, even if this doesn't work out, I'm still choosing to show up. I'm, I'm... I'm going to be in the arena. And so I would just encourage everyone to kind of, yeah, get that journal out and write down a list of the things that were disappointing. Um, And then like write a list of the things that you're grateful for. And it could be just that you were brave. Like a lot of the times, like the things I put on the grateful list is like, I'm proud of myself because, and I'm thankful that I did this because I got to risk and I value that. And um, you'll find that your expectations or your needs of what success will look like in this year actually start to mature and become more whole and less ego-based and more um, how do I live whole and wholehearted and excited about the future. Um, So I would encourage you, and just to leave this podcast, in this podcast, I would encourage you to take out the journal and let go of the past disappointments and, yeah, like shed them and uh, see what comes through for you because, Um, ultimately it's an unblocking exercise. And every time I have my students do this or clients do this, they always come back with a fresh perspective. And I know a lot of the time my breakthroughs haven't been so much that I got a massive check in the mail or that this person walked into my life. Like a lot of my big breakthroughs are actually in my mindset and in my perspective. So 
let me know. Reach out to me. Send me an email. Go to my website and uh, let me know your testimonies of the unblocking that happens from going through this exercise. Anyway, so thanks for listening today and I look forward to being back next week.